0: Welcome, everyone, to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today.
1: We live in a world that seems to magnify fear, and we have a media that has propensity to spread it. And an enemy, the snake, that wants to paralyze us with it, but God gives us power to shake it off, daily power. As a matter of fact, he's given us, I think, at least 366 reminders in the Bible where he says, fear not, or don't be afraid, or be of great courage, and that's one for every day and leap year, because unhealthy fear is destructive. That fear will prevent us from stepping out in faith That fear will prevent us from knowing God's love That fear is a blessing blocker And it's a destiny delayer Do you hear that? That kind of fear So today I'm on a mission To destroy the works Of the snake called fear I realize I can't destroy A spirit completely Because spirits live forever, right? But I can destroy the works of the enemy, the works. Jesus came to destroy the works of the enemy. And to, to, for us to recognize his ways, his schemes, his results, but even better, to seek God's results in our lives. Even today, even today, I'm believing today is significant for you and I. That, that if you've struggled or know someone that's been struggling with worry or anxiety or fear, which is the root of it, that today it's going to break off. It's going to shake off. We know it can take many forms. We all have things we just as soon avoid, right? I'm not looking to skydive anytime soon. I have no desire. Don't love extreme heights. However, I'm aware of it, and I understand that I cannot allow it to control me. So there are times when When I do go up and got to go up to the Eiffel Tower, and I thought, oh man, I'm halfway up. I'm like, I'm not going up, I'm not going up, I'm not going up. But I went, I got up, I did it. I got up there. Yeah, it was great. Face my fear. Fear is the common face of our enemy. And a matter of fact, when, when fear is left unchecked, it can do some pretty horrible things, we know that. But thankfully, we do not have to face fears alone. And one thing, really, I got some homework for you today. And it's Psalm 91. Not gonna read it? Psalm 91. My homework, homework for you today is read Psalm 91 out loud if you've been attacked or bitten by fear in any way. If you're worried about what's happening or what will happen, read Psalm 91 out loud. I promise you it's gonna have incredible results. But the Bible describes fear as a spirit. This is so important. Second Timothy one seven. For God has not given us what a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So unhealthy fear. Let me just say this right out the bat. You think I'm crazy? Unhealthy fear is flat out spiritually demonic. I got to get us to think, I got to get us to think in a different way this morning. See, so many people try to fight a spirit with something in the natural. Hammer won't work, shovel won't work, baseball bat won't work, shotgun, bazooka. We fight spirit with spirit. We fight fear with the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. We defeat fear with the name of Jesus, with prayer, with praise. And most importantly, we see fear, the works of fear, obliterated with the very love of God. Because the Bible says, His perfect love casts out fear, it must be defeated. Because I believe it's one of the first and foremost door openers to other demonic activity. And this spirit can take on many forms. But its intentions are very clear. No matter what kind of spirit of fear it may be, it intends to keep you and I from fulfilling the destiny that God has called us to. And from living a joyful, spirit-led, abundant life where we give to others out of an overflow of God's love. Overflow. So let's identify that, that, that spirit just for a moment or fear just for a moment. These are unhealthy. This is that unhealthy fear. Uh, fear produces worry and anxiety. Anytime someone comes to us and they say, I'm worried, I'm anxious, I say, well, I know the root, I know the culprit, it's fear. It's fear. Fear stifles our thinking and actions. It creates indecisiveness that results in procrastination. It creates chaos in our lives and even affects those around us. Fear results in control. And when things are out of control, anger erupts. Fear hinders us from becoming the people God wants us to be. It's a trap. It's a prison. It takes the fun out of life. It is the enemy of freedom. And if I let fear bully me, please hear this, it's difficult for the Father to bless me. If I let fear bully me, it's difficult for the Father to, he wants to bless us. So, three questions that might help you and identify the snake bite of fear. Look at this verse again 2 Timothy 1 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Question Do you feel powerless or without God's power? Number one Do you feel unloved? And is your thought life out of control? well, then you more than likely are under attack by that spirit. Because it's telling us the opposite. I've not given you a spirit of fear, but power. So when the fear comes, powerless. Unloved is one of the first things that's gonna come in our lives when we go through something traumatic or go through a, a serious circumstance. I'll show you that in a minute. I'm not saying that everything is caused by a spirit. But I will say this. Many Christians subconsciously don't believe or or do not put much thought into the spiritual world. What if most of people's struggles are directly related or caused by something spiritual, my friends? Jesus showed us this truth throughout the ministry. Spirit of infirmity, he would see. Spirit of palsy. An oppressive spirit, a demonic spirit, the spirit that caused the little boy to throw himself in the fire, and the list goes on and on and on, and we are to follow his example. I think we're all okay when we hear this verse, by the way. I'm gonna show you this verse. I think we're all okay with, with Mark 16:15. And he said to them, hey, go into all the world. Hey, guys, come, come over here. Go into all the world, right, and preach the gospel To every creature. They're like, woo, we can do this. That's what Christians do. But are we okay with what follows that verse? Mark 16 16. He who believes and is baptized, that's good, will be saved. I love that. But he who does not believe will be condemned. That's why we need to reach them. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. You okay still? Is Jesus saying, you guys all right still? <laughs> they will speak with new tongues. You good with that? <laughs> they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They'll lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. What I see there, I see something. The church understands what to do, but I see some stuff missing. And I always say that it's not the full gospel. If signs and wonders don't, don't uh, follow it, come on, Right? full gospel mission. He's saying, when you follow me, don't be surprised if you encounter someone who is under attack and heavily influenced by another kind of spirit. See, it's the full gospel when we witness firsthand a precious, valuable person delivered from a demonic spirit. Normally the right in our own family. But sometimes we just kind of Turn, turn our head to it. Or we just know that, hey, there ain't no talking this with that person, right? They, 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 they're not gonna believe what I'm saying, that, that they could be, they could be uh, there could be another culprit behind what they're struggling with. How about situations and circumstances that arrive that open the door to fear? The enemy uses fearful circumstances on the outside to open the door on the inside. My lifetime, maybe your lifetime these past few years, tops most years when it comes to seeing fear take a hold of so many people. But God is using this outward circumstance, this fire, this trial, this tough season, whatever you're going through, to expose the snake and eradicate him or to destroy his works. And more importantly, to get us, his kids, to understand and experience the right kind of fear. I'm going to tackle this just for a moment because this is really important. There's a, there's a right fear that is foundational to defeat all other fear, and it's called the fear of the Lord, right? <laughs> I know Rich, talk, Rich talks about this when, he's, when, he, when he saw that on, on a, in the home, right? Fear of the Lord, and he, doesn't know, he didn't know anything about, he didn't know the love of God, so we saw that and it kind of drove him even further away. Like, I don't want to serve a God if, I, if I'm afraid of him. That's how we grew up. We grew up up not knowing what we were going to get when dad came home, right? Maybe you did too. But this is a healthy fear that overpowers all other fears. It's, It's not being afraid of God. It's simply not wanting to be apart from God. Did you hear that? It's not being afraid of him. It's simply not wanting to be apart from him. And I discovered that fear is a choice because the fear we choose will determine the life we live. So the question of life is, which fear will you choose? Which fear will I choose? Healthy fear or destructive fear? I think we all want healthy fear. So the end goal of this message today is found in these verses. I want to show you this. is so powerful it shows us how, how to live life and how to, how, how to really not even deal with the kind of fears that try to grab a hold of us. Psalm 112, 1 through 8. This is worthy of memorizing. If you love your family, if you love your kids, if, 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 you, if you want to find abundant life, here it goes. Praise the Lord. How joyful are those who what? Say it. Fear the Lord. Now remember, fear the Lord is not being afraid of God. It's not wanting to be apart from him. I want to be close to God, right? Look at, look what happens. They, they delight in obeying his commands, Right? Look at verse two. Their children will be successful everywhere. An entire generation of godly people will be blessed. They themselves will be wealthy and their good deeds will last forever. Light shines in the darkness for the godly. They are generous, compassionate, and righteous. Good comes to those who lend money generously and conduct their business fairly. I think of how we got to, we got to, to put money into our, into our community on Friday generously. What I loved about the event and I love about the people that work right alongside me because I believe they're generous. And I love our church because our you hear us, oh man, you got a generous church. We heard that from people outside of our church. Oh man, res Life's so generous. I that's what I love. Good comes those who lend money generously and conduct their business fairly. Such people will not be overcome by evil. Those who are righteous will be long remembered. Listen, verse seven, they do not fear bad news. They continually trust the Lord to care for them. They are confident and fearless and can face their foes triumphantly. One verse opened the door to seven more that bless the socks off of them. It's funny that I, that I got that mixed up because I was trying to figure out where that whole phrase came from, you know, knock, bless your socks off. It actually started out with knock your block off. <laughs> and they thought, man, that's a little too negative. So I'm gonna, they changed it. Let's, let's put a positive spin to it. So the positive spin is, is, is one, listen, one simple verse, my friends, one simple verse. Open the door to seven more. You see how good God is? You see how great He is. But yet it started with hey, the fear of the Lord, my definition, a deep desire to stay close to Him. And with that being the foundation today, that that right to fear of the Lord to stay close to God, let me help with some simple truths to shake it off today. If you've been bitten by the fear. So now i got to just just switch for a moment. I'm going to bring you into a quick little story. And in this story, I'm going to give you four things that will help you just shake it off, shake off that snake called fear today. It's in Mark 4 at the end of it. Disciples are ready for another simple day with Jesus, listening to him teach, grabbing some lunch, and now off for a boat ride. It's a pretty easy day. Mark 4 35 through 36, I'm going to roll through these few verses. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, hey, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat. That's significant. And started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. We can see that things are fine. The disciples are doing everything just right. They took Jesus in the boat. They left the crowd behind, and then a suddenly happens. Anybody ever experience a suddenly? Right? Didn't see that coming. Here it is, Mark four thirty-seven 37-38. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care? that we're going to drown by the way that's a typical reaction when a storm arises when when an unexpected fearful circumstance occurs a gut reaction might be don't you love me remember when the spirit of fear comes you'll feel unloved look at that whenever whenever circumstance arises god don't you love me i'm all by myself i got to do this on my own that's exactly how the enemy works Where's your power? They would say, "Where's your mighty strong hand, God?" The enemy's trying to latch on right now in, in, in their lives. Verse 39. When Jesus woke up, he simply rebuked the wind and said to the waves, "Silence! Be still!" Suddenly, the wind stopped, and there was great calm. Then he then he asked them, "Hey, why why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith?" Verse 41, the disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. That suddenly, that's how fear usually begins. That's the open door for the enemy. Sudden storm, and this was a violent storm, looked like shipwreck, possible loss of life, but the snake recognized it as a perfect storm his perfect storm can you relate and I say but if that sudden unexpected traumatic moment is left unchecked it will make its home in the soul first let me reassure you with this nothing that comes at us ever surprises God I need a little I need a few more amens Nothing that comes at us ever surprises God. I'm not saying that it originated from God. Please hear me. It just never surprises him. And here, here, he's already working ahead of you, around you, and behind you to show you how great and mighty he is and to even teach you and I how to overcome fear. So I believe these seasoned fishermen learned something that day. Here's what they learned first. You don't have to let your fearful moment become a forever monument. We're so good at that. We let our fearful moments, our traumatic, and listen, they're real. It's real what you went through. When you lose a love, when those things happen, they're real things. But we don't have to let our fearful moment become a forever monument. We can shake it off. Paul shook off the snake. When he did, he was essentially saying, you don't have control over me. You don't have authority over me. I refuse to let you stay. Must be human nature, though. We've all been through tough times, traumatic moments that have become monuments in our souls. But it must be surrender to God quickly. So that we cannot, so that we can let God build a different monument in its place, a monument of a testimony of His goodness and His power, a monument of His love and mercy. So, in those moments when we become overwhelmed by fear, we must run to the Lord, not away from Him. We must cling to the captain of the ship. So here we go. In order to shake off the fear, let me give you just a few quick tips found in the story. This is what to do when fear bites you. Do your best to stay calm. Say, stay calm. You don't have to let your emotions rule in the moment. Paul didn't scream when the snake latched on. And Jesus didn't either. Jesus was calm. Listen, he was even sleeping during this terrifying moment. Sometimes I wonder if they'd all just gone to the back of the boat where Jesus was and laid down next to each other, that miraculously they would have arrived at their destination unharmed. Could that have happened? Absolutely. It's just just Jesus was calm, Mark 4:38. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. Disciples woke him up shouting, teacher, don't you love us? Don't you love us? About to drown. Turn to your neighbor and say, stay calm. And say this, say, stay on your cushion. (laughs) Stay on your cushion. Stay with the comforter. The Holy Spirit who is God himself because the chaos of the moment can stir up our emotions and distract us and deceive us. Deceive us. And if we, if we let them, they will cloud our judgment. They can pressure us into making hasty or wrong decisions. Listen, God is never worried or hurried in his life. The Bible says even during the flood, God was on his throne calm. He was calm. And Jesus was calm. He stayed calm. But you can let the Holy Spirit, the cushion, keep you calm, keep you patient. That's a great benefit in staying calm. Proverbs 16, 32, better to be patient than powerful. Better to have self-control than to conquer a city. Oh, I'm learning that more and more. Getting a little better. Better. I remember when Rich called me one morning years ago, and I. Whenever you're around Rich, he just got a calming effect to him. You know, he's, he's. I don't know how he does it. Does he do it at home, Laura? <laughs> right? No. Yes, he is. He just he's, you know, he's just a great guy to. You'll, you won't get all flustered unless he unless he does it. He does that. He'll he'll agitate you in a good way, a funny way. But he calls me one morning, and, and it was early in early morning. He says, "Oh, the church is on fire." <laughs> but but I know only a way that he could say that, you know. I didn't, hear, I didn't hear a lot of, he wasn't scared. He was, and, you know, we were both in, the, you know, the church was on fire. In my mind, I saw the church burnt down to, to the ground. That's what I thought in the moment. And I thought in that moment, I could have ah, freak out or fall to my knees. And I fell to my knees and I began to pray. The question is, what are we going to do? <laughs> are we going to have church? You know, I, 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 I really didn't, we didn't have a lot of information. I think even Rich was kind of surveying the, the, the whole thing. And uh, when I finally got here, the church was here. There was actually a fire in the kitchen. It was, it was all contained there, right, thankfully. And I said, you know, we're going to have church. And if we have church out in the parking lot, we're going to worship the king. We ended up having church in here. I, I, and But my point is this, is that I learned that day to stay calm. Stay calm. Because it's when we stay calm that God begins. I always say God begins to work. When you rest, God works. When I work, God rests. I say work in, in, in where I'm overworking, when I'm trying to overthink it. So stay calm. When, when when the snake of fear tries to bite, stay calm and do your best to stay close. Say, stay close. That's really the foundation. It's the fear of the Lord, close. And the disciples did just that. They knew. They were not ready to handle the storm alone, so they got close to Jesus. Listen, they went to where he was and woke him up. And how many times have we asked Jesus to come where we're going instead of go where he is? Big difference. Oh Lord, come and bless my plans. Come and bless me where I'm going." And, and Jesus' is like, "Hey, I'm over here! I'm over here. Come to where I am, and I'll show you peace. I'll get you close. Mark 4: 37-38 says, "But soon a fierce storm came up and the waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill the water, Jesus was sleeping in the back of the boat. You ever wonder why he was sleeping? He was tired. That's it. Thank you. He was just just tired. That's it. It's okay, right? Even Jesus needed to take a nap. He was just tired. He walked all day. My goodness. I mean, he's drained of all the ministry that's happening in his life. Uh, The disciples woke him up. The disciples woke him up. It's so important to go where God is when the storm comes. Fear is in the storm, love is in God. Power is where God is. Peace is where God is. See, these men were familiar with the storms. They could have used their natural abilities to navigate it, but they instinctively knew to get close to Jesus to wake him up. And I was thinking, wow, if there's ever a time that we need to wake up Jesus in this boat, it's now. Come on, wake him up. Wake him up. He's still there. He's living inside. You wake him up. Jesus, come on, wake up. He never sleeps or slumbers. You know what I'm talking about? Probably something like fear holding him back. Instinctively, stay close. And do your best to stay surrendered. Say, stay surrendered. It seems that I'm consistently being challenged with surrender. I guess we humans tend to hang on to stuff or people or opinions a little too much. At some point in time, we must let go of control because, listen, fear controls. We're all a little controlling, aren't we? Come on, we all got our stuff, little things in place. I'm not talking about that kind of control. I'm not not, talking about orderly stuff. I'm talking about when we know that thing is now controlling me. See, when we think we're in control of something, it's actually that thing that controls us. But the real culprit behind it, it's not you, it's a spirit, a spirit of fear. Fear will always lead to some kind of control. And then we just won't let go. We become afraid of letting go. And let me just say this it's usually what we fear losing the most. That is an indication of what we are attached to the most, i.e. the rich young ruler again, right? It's usually what we fear losing the most. That's why in relationships, relationships can become very but controlling. You guys ever been around people and maybe you've been at yourself where all of a sudden, man, I feel so controlled and smothered. Why is that? Usually it's fear from the other person. They don't want to let you go. They can't. They're just fearful and controlling. Remember, it's not, it's not the person. I always say, listen, be gracious towards the person, person, but vicious towards the spirit. Spirit of fear. And in this storm story, we're almost done. It seems that Jesus was challenging the disciples, listen, with something bigger. Here we go. You know what he was challenging them with? Their lives. Their whole life. Think about that. He wasn't challenging them with their money or the or he was like, I'm, I'm really challenging you with your lives. They, listen, they were afraid of losing their lives. Look at then he, uh, Mark 4 30, Then he asked them, Why are you afraid? And I just say, duh, about to die. Who in the world? Well, some people aren't. Who wouldn't be afraid to lose their life? It's unchartered territory. But Jesus actually challenged them with it. Please hear this. Please hear this today. Please hear this moment. I, I need you to just, just grab a hold of this. Listen, Jesus said, unless you lose your life, you cannot find it. Did you hear that? Unless you lose your life, you can't find it, and I realize in this moment, the enemy's trying to, to trying to distract us from, from, from this moment because it's this is where you're going to find everything right here in Him, unless we lose our life. Right? We can't find life. And, he, and he, here's what. Here's what. I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm talking about about all of us and me myself. I'm talking about. Sometimes we have to go down the inventory, right? I'm not afraid of that. I'm not afraid of heights like Pastor Dan is. What a wimp. Oh, I'm not afraid of, oh, man, I don't need money. I could live in a tent. Go ask your wife about that. See if she does. No, (laughs) your husband. I'll go live in a tent. Come on, we can do it. And all of a sudden you get to your kid's. You get to your job That's my provision But Jesus is like I'm going there I'm going there today I'm going there today with you Because they were afraid of losing their lives you guys But Jesus was okay Challenging with that Because he knew it was hindering their faith See The disciples loved their lives a little too much. Is that possible? Yes. Remember, Paul just shook it off because he said, I count my life as nothing compared to knowing Christ. He even said, I would rather go to hell if it meant my brothers and sisters would go to heaven. Did you hear that? He wasn't kidding. He goes, I would rather go to hell if it meant all my brothers and sisters would go to heaven. I'm not sure if I'm there yet. Thankfully, he didn't have to do that. Jesus did that. None of us have to do that. Jesus did that. If you lose your life, then you'll find it. In other words, if you cling to your life, it's almost impossible to find his. If we cling too much to people, if we cling tightly to money, if we cling too much to stuff or even time, even, it, it, whatever it is in our lives, it's hard to truly trust Jesus and find abundant life. So shake it off, give it up, surrender it by faith. And lastly, if you want to beat, in, uh, the, if you want to shake off the snake bite, this is so important. I'm gonna have Emily come up as we finish. You gotta stay vocal. Say, stay vocal. What do you mean Pastor Dan stay vocal there's a reason Jesus spoke to the storm he rebuked it and actually remember it wasn't like the weather it was the fear that was being produced from the weather it was the fear that was being produced in the season that that caused that to happen but he rebuked it actually means to speak over it it means to command it Listen, it means to threaten it. Did you hear what I said? When that spirit of fear rears his head, we are to threaten it, not let it threaten us. In other words, more authority, less arguing. Oh, the enemy loves for us to argue and have conversations with him, right? He loves it. Come here, come here, come here, Eve. Come here, Adam. Come here. I got some way better. I got I got some. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you if you come and eat of this. Oh. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. Take authority over it. And he didn't just speak over it. He spoke with authority. Look at Mark 4, 39, when Jesus woke up, he rebuked, spoke over, threatened the wind and said to the waves, silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was great calm. And not only spoke with authority, but he spoke with accuracy. I asked Rich this the other day. I said, if you were to take an arrow, because hunting season, I didn't know that, of course, but um, if you were to take an arrow on his property, sure how many acres he has, but he's got a nice piece of land. And if you were to wake up in the morning in his boxers like he does every morning, walks outside like he probably does, and take that bow and just shoot it randomly in the air, what are the chances of him him hitting a deer in the spot that you need to hit it to kill it? (laughs) Right? Yeah. Pretty difficult. Impossible. Impossible. So when you speak over fear I believe that God is saying I want you to speak with authority and to speak with accuracy and this is where we're going right now as we finish it's worth it, stick around just for a couple more more minutes in other words, speak with domination fear, you will not control me say fear Fear. you will not control me me. say fear Fear. I I speak over you and I speak to you in Jesus name. Jesus name that's domination now here's precision because fear has many names and this is where we got to get down to the nitty gritty precision says give that fear a name fear of failure I speak over you fear of loss I speak over you fear of the future I speak over you and to you fear of rejection I speak over you fear of abandonment fear of people fear of what people think. Come on, use precision. Identify what it is that the enemy is, What with those words. And don't get caught up yelling at people. Instead, get caught up speaking to the spirit. The real culprit behind it. For we do not war against flesh and blood, but we war against spirits, my friends. God still has a voice and here. We're just going to speak. I know I'm, I want Emily to come up because we're going to we're just gonna do what God called us to do. We're gonna speak over it and to it. I think there's some specific things that God's speaking to our spirit right now to speak into your lives and those listening online that I believe will give you. I, I'm just believing God's just gonna, just gonna shake it off. He's gonna break it off. Amen? You guys good with that? So stand up for a moment. As I say, I give you this one verse. Isaiah 33, three the enemy runs at the sound of your voice. When you stand up, the nations flee. And I think, how is God speaking these days? Point to yourself. Say, me. Me. The Word, obviously, but me. God speaks from your spirit. The Word of God is written on your hearts, but when you speak with authority and accuracy, that Spirit has to leave, and that spirit will flee. Come on. So that's how we're going to end. We're just going to speak over Mm -hmm. the spirit of fear right now.
0: I want to start with reading just the first part of this prophetic word that somebody brought me this morning. God woke her up yesterday at 4 a.m., and he gave her a prophetic word that is for the body of Christ, and it's about what we're talking about today today. And God is speaking with authority and with accuracy. So receive this for yourself for this coming season. It's going to be needed. This is what God is saying to you. You need not worry about tomorrow, for I will carry you through. I am watching over you and will guide your steps in the fruition that will take place. It is my hand that is upon you. I provide for you, for I am Jehovah-Jireh. I am a consuming fire that will cleanse you as you walk with me. My love covers you and my grace pours out. The fountain of living water will flow out, dispensing life to all that contact it. Because it will be me working through you. And it will come to pass that all will see that I am, I am. I am the Lord, the God the one who was and is and is to come. I am gathering my children and they will be placed in my hand to never be taken from me again. My love enwraps them. I am breaking walls down that divide my children from coming together in fellowship to serve me as they should. The fear that the enemy has intended for harm will be cut down and thrown into the fire. My consuming fire for my perfect love casts out fear. It will drive it far away from my children. My children will know that I am their Lord and that I take care and provide for them. I love it. Woo, Amen. On. Thank you, That's probably Lord. a word for all. a lot of us here. I love that. I love mm-hmm. that, Emily. So we're going to speak over Let's fear speak and we're over it to speak over now. Just go. hang
1: tight. I, I will tell you, the end, the end of this story is amazing. They were terrified, right? They said, who in the world, who in the world is this? You know, you know what God got them to? The fear of the Lord. That, that's what that was. They, they weren't terrified of Jesus. They were like, oh, my goodness. I'm standing in the midst of the King of Kings in the Lord of Lords. They, they, they didn't have words to express it. I said they went from dazed to amazed. And that's what God wants to do in your life right now. So we're just going to speak. Would you just kind of lift up your hands and would you, would you begin to just agree with us right now? God, I thank you. God, that those who struggle with the fear of man, the Bible says the fear of man's a trap. But in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I speak to that fear of man, the fear of people, and I say, in Jesus' name, you must go. I command you to leave right now in Jesus' name. For God has not given you a spirit, fear, spirit of fear of people. No, 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 no. You fear the Lord, so I command that to leave. Command to leave.
0: Somebody here, you're afraid that there's a loved one far away from God and you're afraid that they'll never come to know him or they'll never come back to him. But I just command that fear to go in Jesus' name because it's the fear that's actually keeping, hindering your prayers. The, The fear is hindering you. So I just thank you, Lord, that you are gathering your children. You are bringing them back. I command the fear to go in Jesus' name because we put our trust in you, Lord. You are far greater. You are far greater. Many people
1: struggle with having relationships Because they've been hurt in the past And they're afraid of being rejected again I speak right now with authority and accuracy To that spirit of rejection The fear of rejection I'm afraid of being rejected again I speak to it in Jesus' name And I command that thing to leave No longer will you be tormented By the spirit of fear of rejection In Jesus' name For you are loved And God's going to send you people in your life To let you know that you are loved Mm, fear you, of
0: sickness, fear of sickness. I command you to go now in Jesus' name. Fear, fear about your health, fear about your family's health. Fear of sickness, you have to go because God is the healer. He is Jehovah Rapha. We thank you, Lord, that you are the healer and you're casting out fear. We thank you, Lord, that you love your people and you're casting yes. out sickness and the fear of sickness now in Jesus' name. Yeah,
1: fear of losing loved ones and I know that's a tough one for all of us. We have so many people we love, we're close to, but I wanna, I wanna, I, I I would ask you to release them right now by faith for they're their, their God, their God's. God doesn't have any grandchildren. So just in, the, in this moment, begin to speak about your family and your kids. Say, Lord, I release them. They're not mine. They're yours, Lord. I, and and I've, I've been so attached to them. I've been too attached, right? I've been too attached. So I release my attachment, my fear of losing loved ones. I release them to you, God. They're yours. They're yours for you to father to care for God in Jesus' name.
0: Fear of lack, I command you to go in Jesus' name. There is no lack in God's kingdom. Fear of lack, fear that there's not gonna be enough, I command you to go now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You are Jehovah Jireh. You just spoke it over us, Lord. You are our provider and our protector, Lord. You are a defender, God. You are the one who supplies every need, Lord. You are the source and the supply, Lord. You are the sustainer, God. We look to you and we put our trust in you, Lord. Not in ourselves or our jobs or our businesses or our bank accounts, Lord, but all all in you. That's right. Thank you, Lord. There's no fear of lack here in your love, Lord. In your kingdom, there's no lack. That's right. There's no lack, God. So we just command fear of lack to go in Jesus' name and your abundance to flow into your people. Thank you, Lord. This is
1: gonna be a different one. We'll probably end right here, but fear of being vulnerable or fear of being loved. Some of us put up walls. We're really good at it. Where, again, you were hurt, rejected, and now there's a wall of saying, God, I'm just not gonna let people love me. And therefore, I can't let you love me. Really, that's how it works but I I speak with authority and accuracy to that wall of being afraid to let people love me, let them in. God, in Jesus' name, break that wall, shake it off right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, that we are people that will open our hearts and souls to be loved to be loved, to be loved. I speak to marriages that there were walls in marriages, and I say break those walls down, shake it off so that marriages can now love each other, relationships love each other with vulnerability and openness and honesty. Lord God, without any fear of humiliation or torment, I command you spirit of fear in this place, In our lives, you must go in Jesus' name. You have no authority here. You are not welcome here. You must leave once and for all right now in Jesus'
0: name. Amen, amen,
1: amen, amen.
0: We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E dot org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac, for upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and have a beautiful week.